Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to Go Big Orange Friday, where the entire trio is back and ready to go. Ethan Stone proudly wearing a Chicago Bears hat for reasons unknown. It's been a rough 24 hours for Ethan Stone, the current Beavers, the Chicago Bears. If you're a it, Ethan, I need you to uh, rescind your Tennessee volunteer fandom for a weekend. Uh, just to, like the combination <laughs> of your fandom plus Peyton Manning being in the building this weekend is a little too much for me to handle. So we cannot have both. That's just too much uh, bad juju right now. So might, unfortunately, yeah. I was about to say it might be enough for a blowout. So I, I think I think I need to just leave the country, maybe flee for a little bit, go into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just let you guys watch the game tomorrow. We'll, we'll see how, how it pans out. There you go. What was your favorite uh, touchdown of the 56 points scored by Oak Ridge last night? On I only Thursday. watched a little bit of it. I know Deshaun Bishop had a fantastic second half. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have a great first half. So it's nice to see growth. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard they play four quarters in football. Yeah. and it, uh, It's, it's more than a half. Um, also here, Ryan Shempert of Rocky Top Insider. Ryan, good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Not, you know, feels a little... A little cheap of you to be taking shots at, at lowly Carnes uh, here, but I, I guess Carnes did beat Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge last year, so uh, it was a little bit of a, a revenge match. Well, hold on, hold that thought. Spoopy season down there in uh, Powell, Tennessee, because Ethan heard a sound and just turned around. I don't know what that was. Ethan, is your house haunted too? What's going uh, on? My my cat is. Uh, he has this thing against uh-huh. the coffee, like the Keurig. And and like he sees the little cap on top of where the where the water's capped, and he decides you can't be up there. You have to be in the water. So that's what he's oh. doing. Really. There you go. <laughs> you, can see him. you can see him in the background. Oh, I can't. No, he's he's moving. He's <laughs> yeah. trying to find a way in. See, everything is about the let me in gift. He wants to get in there. Yeah. Um. Well, there you go. I, I, and Ryan, no cheap shots. It was just Carnes beat the hell out of Oak Ridge last year. And I was at the okay. game and Ethan's just tucked away in his student section with this family, <laughs> listening to all the different tunes that the student section plays for whatever reason. Copyright be damned. They're playing everything. Uh, every 30 seconds is another Fast Five soundtrack song. Mm. And it was uh, it was a lot. Uh, for it was the, too much. The, yeah, it, yeah, it was. Uh, hey. I had to return the favor. What if that's just the the bit for this series? Is they one blows out the other uh, year over year. You just never know which way it's going to go. The exact opposite of Tennessee Alabama, which is streaky. Yes, <laughs> this is the exact opposite. They just every every year they take one. Well, did you hear about this? Did you see this Tennessee playing Alabama this weekend? Which again, Ryan, what is this color you're wearing today? Is that Alabama red? What are we doing? Is that crimson? Yeah, I can't say I really thought about it. It's a nice Pine Cove shirt. It's a summer camp in Texas that my brother worked at for a couple summers. Okay. I put on gray shorts. This, yeah, I, I didn't really either, but I think this through. I guess it does look pretty. <laughs> I guess it does look pretty crimson. So, yeah, but it's not Alabama, but I can't really defend the, the choice of color here. I have no reason. I mean, I have a lot of other t shirts I could have worn that are not crimson. I think this is the only crimson color t shirt I have, actually, but <laughs> just went right over my head when I uh, chose the t shirt this morning. Uh, man well uh, you can't wear it on the just make sure you don't wear that in the uh in the in the booth on uh saturday just make sure you're not working press box yeah yeah <laughs> um well there 
there is a football game happening uh, this weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee at three o'clock uh, or three thirty rather. And uh, celebrity guest picker is going to be Peyton Manning, not Dolly Parton. Um, and Dolly's not doing it. I, I thought all week like Dolly is an, a non-boat rocker. She's going if you put her on there, she's going to be like, I mean, Dolly loves uh, Alabama and Alabama fans who come into Dollywood each and every day. For, like, <laughs> there's no way you're going to get her to go full Tennessee. There's no way. She's one of the few Americans who has a full 100% approval rating across the country. She mm. is not going anywhere near anything where she has to pick sides. No way. She's <laughs> no, you're good. right. You're right. And I actually, I actually have some inside sources on this because I know someone whose dad is in Dolly's band and they did approach her ahead of the Florida game. And yeah, she basically just didn't to your point. I don't mean, I don't know if that was the reasoning or not, but she didn't want to do it. So I know it wasn't, they weren't going to have her this weekend and probably uh, all the more contentious uh, as you're right. The, the Crimson Tide uh, fans, they love them some Dollywood. So I think you're on the money with that. I mean, I love Dollywood. I'm very pro Dollywood, but everyone loves Dollywood. So they're just, and I think I need to get in there uh, before uh, the Halloween because they do some cool stuff for Halloween it's too. It's really, I just went about a week ago. It's Oh, real, did you? Is it, was it fun? Lights and stuff like that. It's very cool. Okay. You have to stay till at least like seven o'clock though. Otherwise it's, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> the, the, they look weird because they obviously have the things out like in mm-hmm. daylight and it just, I mean, obviously. Oh yeah, no, I'm going at night. What am I doing? Go like <laughs> yeah. leaving when the Go sun goes down for the Halloween show. Like, the, yeah, that's the, see the drone show. Mm-hmm. See the whole, the whole thing. It's, it's awesome. It's very cool. There you go. Um, don't do the, a lot of the roller coasters together. I'm not a big roller coaster guy. And there are some oh. terrifying roller coasters at Dollywood, like terrifying ones Lightning around the sun. Rod. Around the, oof. Lightning rod is so fantastic. Like so cool. you're a roller coaster guy absolutely yeah. oh no i can't do it can't do it i i did the one the log uh the log one where you go in the water you're like you 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 go over real quick it's over in like seven seconds and i'm like i'm a warrior i did it look at this look at this i did the whole gladiator thing bring it on and then you see the next ha- the next one you're like I, i'm not doing that i'm not i'm not cut out for this. I'm not, let me go check out the bald eagle exhibit over there let's go see uh how they're doing um well, there you go. Uh, there is a game on Saturday. Paid Manning. Uh, maybe he can do. There's an agreement where if he does guest picking, he doesn't go into the game. Like he's just there for the outside, and then he's just. Uh, That's not happening. He's in the building. <laughs> I mean, he was gonna be at the game. Everybody yeah. got at it. Like they're honoring the 1997 SEC championship team. He was yeah. going to be at the game. And that was just <laughs> the reality of the situation. That had been known since like August. So I don't know where all this sudden surprise about it is coming well, from. I hope they bring it up on game day. I wonder if they'll do that because Pat McAfee would be the perfect person to bring yeah. it up to him to be like, why do you hate your university so much? Why are you here? <laughs> um, like the biggest game in 20 years and you're here knowing that uh, the Peyton Manning curse is alive and well. Like I want to have a dialogue about this on the program. Like I want him to I want him to also be like, I was actually at this particular game and no one knew about it and they won. Like, I don't know. Do we know for certain that the he has not been in a, at a win in a certain amount of time? Do we know? He was I don't, I don't have game. the numbers on it. I mean, I, I at least that's what Twitter's saying. He, he was at the LSU game? Twitter is saying he was at the LSU game. Now, take that for what it's worth. But, but that, that's what I've seen from multiple people anyway. And that he just didn't tell anybody. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be cool. Uh, maybe that's the thing. Um, the biggest question for you going into the Bama matchup is what, Ethan? I mean, uh, the cheap answer is if Bryce Young plays, so I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with can the defensive line contain whoever is playing because 
obviously Jalen Milrow is the more mobile of the two, but Bryce Young, I feel like torched Tennessee on the ground last season as well, even though he wasn't necessarily thought of as as a, a running quarterback. He's dual threat. I don't understand where that came from, that people don't think that he can run and do some damage on his le- with his legs. But if the defensive line isn't getting to Bryce Young, especially, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna torch Tennessee's secondary. He just is. I mean, uh, I'm not sure the latest on Jalen McCollum. My bet is that he's not playing. Obviously, Warren Burrell is out from two weeks ago, so we're missing two starters from the Florida game. And I mean, you're asking Tamarian McDonald and Kamal Haddon to do way too much, in my opinion. Wesley Walker's probably going to be playing a pretty extended amount of time against Alabama, and while he's played semi well this season and in, in the snaps that he's gotten. I mean, he hasn't played, he hasn't faced a quarterback like Bryce Young. None of them have. None of them have faced a decent quarterback except for Keaton Slovis. And let's be honest, he kind of cooked Tennessee in the first half of that pit game. So if he doesn't go out, it's it's a different story. Nick Patty, obviously, Tennessee was able to get to him and kind of make him look like Nick Patty. But if you've got a decent quarterback back there, I, I'm just not sure what the secondary is going to be able to do if you're just leaving him three seconds four seconds to throw the ball. So defensive line has to create some pressure, has to be able to get to him, mess him up a little bit and maybe get him off the field every once in a while. Hmm. I think Wesley Walker starts. I don't think it's McDonald at that spot, right? Like you're, it's going to be Wesley Walker and Trey Flowers. And also, Heupel hasn't revealed if Jalen's practiced at all this week. Like, I don't know. That's just I, I so would just, strange. I would just bet that he's not playing. I don't I don't think hmm. Heupel has revealed anything, but I, I don't know. You, you never know. That's That's just speculation, pure and simple. But I would guess that he's not playing. I don't know if you want to prove that Tennessee is back uh, moving on from the law and letting uh, letting this stuff uh, play out in court and play through these uh, issues. That's how, you know, Tennessee football is back football over legalities. That's how, you know, an SEC program is is awakened. Yeah, just just go after it. (laughs) It just means more down here. Do a hype and cycle. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm not convinced that he doesn't play. Uh, like it might be a first half thing i don't know like if he i don't know i feel like it would have been more direct and they would have been like he's obviously out because of and we're gonna he's out until this plays out um and it's settled and whatever the fact that they haven't said that i don't know ryan what do you think what does your gut tell you does he play i don't, I don't think he plays i mean they've okay. known cedric tillman's not playing for three weeks and they haven't said anything about it so true and i don't think it's nearly as big as a deal as people make it out to be yeah you know, I'm Jalen McCullough. He's he is a starter. He's the captain, one of the captains on the defense. But he hasn't played at a very high level this year yeah. or any in the past. So Danico Slaughter would be a guy I'd be interested to see how uh, how much he plays. And then I, I Wesley Walker is the other interesting one too. If he uh, obviously they've kind of him and McDonald kind of split those star snaps for most of the season. Walker played a lot of safety uh, at Georgia Tech, so I'll be curious to see uh, how much run he gets uh, at safety on Saturday. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm with you where it's just the matchup. You mentioned Bryce Young, like even if Bryce plays where we're still not certain if he plays like I no. think it seems like it's today as of this recording, it's more in doubt that he plays than hmm. previously. And I mean, when you're hearing stuff, I think Josh Pay was like, I wouldn't be surprised to uh, Ty Simpson, our old friend uh, in this game, Jalen Miller in this game. I don't think he's going to be able, like, even if he plays, the one thing we know for certain based on the AC joint issue and his right shoulder is, like, he's not going to be right. Like, he's not going to be 100%. So if he's playing, he's playing with a lot of pain, and they're going to want to run the football a bunch. And that's what they've done. They've been the best non-service academy rushing team in the country. 
that's the one thing Tennessee's really good at on defense is stopping the run and LSU couldn't run on them. And they had been able to run to that point. Uh, Florida is one of the best rushing teams in the country. They didn't really run on them. It was just Anthony Richardson through the air. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good matchup for Alabama. I think <laughs> in previous years, like this is not John Mechie and Jamison Williams and company causing all kinds of problems for this Tennessee secondary. Like, I don't think this is a good matchup. Bryce or no Bryce. I think this is going to be a much more arduous way to win for Alabama than it is for Tennessee. Like I, I understand why you can't favor Tennessee here, but I think Tennessee has to have a turnover game from hell to lose this football game where Hendon hooker has to finally mess up um, and through the air and finally cause like Alabama has had two picks to this point in the season Two, like if Hendon hooker does not fumble, like he did a, uh, Last week, and they he doesn't. Tennessee doesn't jump on those fumbles, and that those go Alabama's way. And then maybe Hendon Hooker has a interception or two through the air. Then yeah, I'm I'm pretty nervous. But if Hooker has a clean game, I don't see how Tennessee loses this game. I don't see the path to a to a Tennessee loss. Uh, Ryan, I know you're just like this is a scorching <laughs> take. You don't I just, see a path to a Tennessee loss. I don't. I mean that's. That's I don't. Pre- I mean, I do think you're on the money. That, to me, that's one of my big keys in the I'm game. I'm saying not. I don't see a path if they go perfect in the yeah, interceptions fumble path. Like if they Alabama does not cause any short fields for their offense to just score some easy points on on Tennessee. I don't see the path because you're just not going to score enough. To me, I think if Bryce Young plays now, I think he's going to be limited in what he does running yeah. the ball. And if Bryce Young doesn't play, I agree with your I agree with your assessment. But if I'm going off Bryce Young playing. They're going to be able to, Alabama's going to be able to move the ball through the air. I mean, Tennessee, yeah. even LSU last week could move, move the ball through the air. Tennessee's defense just got off the field on fourth down. Mm. And LSU shot themselves in the foot a few times with some bad play calls and then obviously some drops on third down as well. But I do think you're right. When you, To me, one of my biggest keys in the game is who can run the ball. It's the two best run defenses in the SEC. And, and who becomes one-dimensional on offense, uh, I think, is a huge key. And especially, I think, on the other side of it for Tennessee against Alabama, you're right, because uh, I think if Bryce Young plays and Alabama is able to run the ball effectively, all of a sudden getting stops is going to be really hard if Alabama has that balance, just because you're right, Alabama doesn't have the receivers that they've had the last probably five years uh, on this team. They're not nearly as explosive, but Florida doesn't have any receivers, and Anthony Richardson's a heck of a lot worse uh, than Bryce Young, and they were chunk play after chunk play against Tennessee. I do think you'll see Tennessee be really aggressive on defense, which they weren't in that Florida game. I would think they would want to hit uh, Bryce Young or Jalen Miller or Ty Simpson, whoever ends up playing quarterback as much as possible. Um, but I, I think you're right on game, both sides being really, really huge. And if Tennessee can't run the ball and then they're in a lot of third and longs, I think that's going to make life really difficult uh, for Hendon Hooker. And, I mean, you go look at the pit game, really the one game, I wouldn't even go as far as to say Tennessee's offense struggled but Tennessee's offense wasn't as crisp, and that's why. I mean, they got into a lot of third and longs, and it has a really good pass rush and made things difficult on them. So uh, I guess I see your point. Uh, I certainly am not going as far as saying, you know, without turnovers, I don't see a path to Alabama winning. I don't <laughs> see it. Don't see it because Alabama, it's not going to go over. Like, if Tennessee does not lose those fumbles and Hooker throws another interception-free game, I think Alabama still will have it, at least a turnover or two. And I just, I don't see, I don't see it. If Hooker is the best player on the field on Saturday, I don't see how Tennessee loses this game. Like if he is the 
the better player and healthier player. Uh, I am curious to see how many QB draws they designed for this one because um, he <laughs> yeah. took some shots last week and Bama is going. I don't know. I am very curious to see how often they put him in situations where it's the quick drop back and just straight up the middle and finding a first down third and six like that works really well. But he took some shots last week and he's taking some shots. I mean, didn't he lose like four teeth in the Alabama game last year? Wasn't that like from a hit? Did I think yeah, that... a couple of teeth. I don't remember yeah. the number, but yeah, yeah, that was that came out, I think, on Tennessee's media day this year yeah. where he he just casually mentioned that he lost <laughs> lost a couple of teeth in the Alabama game. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take some shots, man. Like uh, Turner and uh, Will Anderson are still there, but. I don't know. I get, this is so weird. I'm just not as fearful of this Alabama team as I, I, I feel like. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm silly, but I, I feel like the the Georgia game is far more concerning than the Alabama game. And it's not just because it's on the road. I just I don't know. I think there's something off with this Alabama team and Texas should have blown them out if Quinn Ewers doesn't uh, exit that game. They you were can't on. say these things. They should have blown him out. They played 10 minutes when he was in the game. And yeah, it was a beautiful 10 start. minutes. And they just blew out Oklahoma 49 nothing. Texas. I mean, Texas is a really, really good football team when they're yeah. healthy. And Quinn is a, a superstar in waiting at quarterback. He's, he's legit. I just, I mean, they struggle with AM. They're struggling with everybody right now. They're just in a dogfight. And I don't think the way those other schools are playing, like Tennessee will let you off the hook in that way. Like you're going to have to score 40 plus to beat Tennessee this weekend. I think number one yeah, passing I mean, offense would... in the country. Like it's just math is on Tennessee side right now. I, I think it's fair. I, I think especially what you're saying with Alabama, I, I agree with Ryan. I mean, you saying Tennessee has an easy path to victory, essentially. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but Alabama is definitely down. I mean, they're mm. not the Alabama of last year of years past. And to be honest with you, what you're saying earlier, Georgia isn't either. I mean, I, I'd say, I, I mean, between them, Ohio State and Alabama, I don't think any of them are are the the level that we saw Georgia's team last season or Alabama's, mm. you know, last season. I, I think all of them are beatable per se. But it's like you said, you have to have a perfect perfect game because Alabama still has a lot of dudes and they still have a lot of depth and they still have Bryce Young, a Heisman winning quarterback, uh, in the backfield. It's just a matter of if he plays or not, and and. Uh, I mean, Alabama is definitely more beatable than they have been in the past. And Tennessee is at its best it's been since the 2000s. So, I mean, you can definitely see how a perfect storm would be coming here. But Tennessee still has to play a perfect game. I don't even know if they have to play a perfect game, especially if Bryce Young is just not 100%. I... It's just such a step up in competition. I mean, they're 44th in yards per attempt through the air uh, to this point. I just LSU, Tennessee's Florida, number one in the conference. Great, but they're not Alabama. They, they just aren't even even with Alabama being on a down year. They're not. None of the three of those are Alabama. And I think that's a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be terrified and they're going to play awful or anything like that. But I do think it's going to be a touch of a wake up call. Just a little bit. I, I do think it's hard to get a feel for this Alabama team because they've yeah. played three good teams. And to Chase's point, Quinn Ewers did not play in the majority of that game. And then the other two games, Bryce Young didn't play for over six of the eight quarters. So it, it's just kind of hard to get a feel for this Alabama team at, at this point in the season. And I guess one thing I would say that you feel confident Tennessee is going to get a, a one or two turnovers. If Bryce Young plays, I don't, I don't have that confidence. I mm. mean, I, Tennessee doesn't, Tennessee doesn't have a whole lot of ball hawking defensive backs back there to really make you feel <laughs> confident they're going to get one. And then I think it, you know, it, it turns into fumbles uh, and on both Five sides. Five picks though this year for Alabama, five picks. 
Yeah, three three of them from Bryce. And yeah. Jalen Milrow seems like it was a turnover machine last weekend, and I think mm-hmm. that's maybe be why you would you might see Ty Simpson uh, if Bryce Young can't go. But to me, I, I view that I view the turnovers coming into the game as pretty even. Whereas most games, I feel like like you are in this game where Tennessee's going to win the turnover battle because Hooker Hooker's mm-hmm. not going to put the ball in harm's way. To me, it feels kind of even uh, how I view the turnover battle coming into the game. Uh, Ethan, if Bryce Young plays again. It's, it's yeah, I think it's, talking about this game is it, all week is so difficult because is the Heisman Trophy what reigning Heisman Trophy winner plays or not? It's a pretty darn big difference in I've, how I've the found, game will play out. I've found the same problem writing. I mean, you're you're just dang you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Really, I mean, because because you can make as many predictions as you want, and then people are like, oh, "You're wrong," because it's like, yeah, I was writing because I was assuming Jalen Milrow was playing, and he turned mm-hmm. the ball over four times last week against Texas A and M. So like, it, it, Ryan Ryan's on the head there. I mean, you just there's no way of knowing if Bryce Young plays this is a completely different game than if Jalen Milrow plays. I hadn't even thought about Ty Simpson playing to be honest. And when when you guys brought that up, it's like, yeah, Saban's probably not going to let Milrow walk out there and fumble the ball three times in the first quarter and. And then have them keep going <laughs> yeah it's, no it's, they have this is part of the the good uh part of having this many this much talent in your quarterback room like he's yeah no he's gonna throw out whoever he needs to throw out there uh if milro is struggling again um and there's a lot to be desired through the air with milro uh, at the very least you know what's weird though yeah. do you know who his 247 uh comp is joe milton no no hold on <laughs> joe milton i got the king comp <laughs> We know. Yeah, that. that's a good. That's a good point. No one was. No one's comp was Joe Milton. Joe Milton yeah. hasn't been good enough to be to be a comp. <laughs> yeah. But that's what when I watched that game last week, I was like, this guy's a little bit better runner. Joe Milton. Oh well, it's not Joe Milton. It's actually it might hurt y'all's feelings now that I'm hearing your response to this, Josh Dobbs. Eh, see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Josh Dobbs until his senior year wasn't particularly prolific throwing the ball, so. I, I could see that being a fair comparison. Um, but we'll see if he gets that much time as Alabama's uh, starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Crawford, though, who started at left tackle, I don't know if we know if Mincy's going to start. Do we still? Is that up in the air, Ryan? It's up in the air. Uh, it is a classic of Josh <laughs> Heifel not saying anything. I asked him about it on Monday. I said, uh, why was he unavailable? And you expect mm-hmm. him back this week. And he said, he was just unavailable. Uh, and he said he does expect them back, or he, they have some optimism. So I don't know, you know what. So is it a possibility there. it wasn't injury related? I do think it's a possibility that it wasn't injury related. Uh, again, that's hmm. I don't have <laughs> have that you know 100 percent or anything like that confirmed. But I do think that was a possibility, and you know because of that lingering and the fact that it just hasn't really been discussed or, or seemed to be a problem entering the LSU game, I, I feel like he's probably going to play. But that's obviously not guaranteed. Well, did you see enough from Crawford to feel good about him at left tackle on Saturday? I saw enough to feel better, you know, mm-hmm. than what I thought. If you would have told me Jeremiah Crawford was going to play against Alabama and face off against Will <laughs> Anderson, I would not have felt very good two weeks ago. I feel better about it now. <laughs> I still think Gerald Mincy is your better pass protector. I still think, you know, I've heard some people say maybe Jeremiah Crawford played himself into getting the start or playing nonetheless if Mincy goes. I'm not sure I feel that way. Uh, but I do feel better, you know, than – He's, he's, Crawford certainly looked better on Saturday against LSU than he did in the three or four games that he had to play in last year. Uh, Ethan, if Cedric is a go, do you think they just stick to the we're only playing our three the whole game lot? Like there's no rotation, do you think, because Alabama it's just Tillman, Hyatt, and uh, Brew? Or do you think they still, because of what they've seen from Rommel and uh, company, that they might 
uh, still play some other guys in the Alabama game. What are, what are you expecting in the wide receiver rotation? That's a hard question. I, for what it's worth, I don't think Tillman is playing. So I think you don't think it, Tillman's going to play. I, I don't think so. Just hmm. me personally. I I think they're being very 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 careful with him. And Alabama is an exact. Even though Alabama doesn't have you know beat you up corners uh, i'm not sure they're gonna wheel them back in too soon especially considering the the core has played fine uh keaton Jalen hyatt especially and brew mccoy they've played fine uh, to answer your question i would say just because of how impressive ramel keaton is i mean you got to give him some targets here and there i mean because he, he he really has he's stepped up and he's in a big earned way. the opportunity yeah. to play a little bit i think you he's, have to keep him in the rotation He's absolutely stepped up in a big way. And Jalen Hyatt, and I actually wrote a piece about this about two weeks ago, that Tennessee's receivers have gone above and beyond with, with Tillman being out because you think in the Akron game, when he when he hurts his leg like that, you're like, oh, okay, so Jalen Hyatt's going to be good. McCoy will probably be good. At that point, we hadn't seen much of him, so we just don't really know. All three of them have looked excellent, uh, just excellent, especially Jalen Hyatt, the, the way he's been playing lately, really stepping up. That's, that's I guess, the word of the day is, is – go get it <laughs> and that, that's what the wide receivers are doing so it i would think that keaton has played his way into a, a few targets at the very least but i i think it's a moot point anyway because i i don't think tillman's gonna play well brew is like the quiet like 200 yard guy like this guy i was looking at his, it, it doesn't feel like it when you watch him like his end of game stat line does not feel like what you're watching uh yeah. in the middle of the game like hyatt's always makes sense cedric tillman you're like oh i felt like he had 37 targets not 17 targets but like <laughs> Brew, you have no idea. Like you could go at the end, and like I'm taking my notes, and I'm just like, oh, there's that, there's that. Okay, he suddenly, like he sneakily yeah. has 13 catches for 185 yards. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't. I thought that exact same thing at the end of the LSU game yesterday. Right? You look at the numbers, game. you're like, he flirted with 200 yards. That's yeah, insane. I can't remember how much, how many receptions he had, but I was like, yeah. you're kidding, right? Like it feels like he had about three catches for maybe. 50 yards yes <laughs> like but it's but, really weird uh yeah, but he's been scary. electric and been great um i don't know walker merrill's really just there was some that off-season or preseason buzz of like oh is he gonna is he gonna push hmm. and it, that's not he's not been a factor uh, i think but. part of the reason for mccoy might be because he's not the flashy play guy he's the mm -hmm. like the slant the like you know kind of out towards the He's not a vertical guy, at least not what Tennessee has used him recently. So he's just really good yards after catch. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I think it was he's hard to bring down. He's huge. I, like, I that's why they love him in those screen. There's passes. a lot of Jawan Jennings in him. I was yeah, just I was about say. to say that, Ryan. I was just about to say my dad was like, I, I get that he's wearing number 15, but he reminds me a lot of Jawan Jennings. Like, I have to double take out there. I'm like, wait a second. Like, is, is he back? Is, is he back from the Niners? But uh, he really is. He's, he's very similar to that guy, but they just don't use him as a deep threat because they don't need to. I mean, Ramon yeah. Keaton and Hyatt have done that job. Yeah. Um, Ryan, when you look at the – do you think Tillman plays? Ethan doesn't seem to think he plays. Do you think he does? I think he plays. I think the reason they held him out of the LSU – you don't get that weird ankle surgery. What do they call it? The tightrope? What was it? There's Tight, a tightrope surgery. Yeah. yeah. Unless you plan to rush this player back. Like, that's part of the reason you do that right like is to bring him back for something that. like this i mean that is part of the reason to do that i mean josh heimel said as much this yeah. week it, it, that's one of the reasons he had the surgery was trying to be back for this game hmm. to me it does seem like it's trending in the wrong direction of him hmm. not playing you know in heifel said on the tele sec teleconference earlier this week that he wants him to be 100 percent before he plays yeah. does he does that hold true uh, i mean that i don't think he's gonna be 100 percent on saturday so how much legitimacy is there to that so and I do think this is one of the first games that it could really hurt Tennessee because 
I think Tennessee needs those guys that can make plays one-on-one, physical catches, Mm -hmm. contested catches in this game uh, to try to open some things up for the run game and make Alabama respect uh, Tennessee down the perimeter on both sides. So I think it'll be a bigger loss if he doesn't play than it really has been to this point. But, you know, at the same time, obviously Jalen Hyatt, as y'all said, has stepped up. And I mean, I think Brew McCoy has been everything uh, Tennessee could have asked for him. And especially uh, with Tillman out, he just brings that physicality and ability to be effective in the intermediate passing that uh, Tillman really, really where he strives. Uh, obviously Tillman puts up a, has a lot of long catches and makes a lot of really long plays, but, Third and intermediate, which really, you know, isn't Tennessee's offense is a lot of quick stuff and a lot of throwing the ball down the field. When they throw it in the intermediate, Cedric Tillman has just been really dominant. And these are the type of games against the best competition where really he's been at his best the last two years. The weirdest part is he said, quote, if he plays, I want to make sure he's 100 percent. Well, then he's not playing like Cedric Tillman's not going to be 100 percent in this game. Like, so then he's out. Just say he's out. Like, if that's what your standard is, if he's 100 percent, then he's not playing the rest of the year because it sounds like that's not a possibility with what he's dealing with. These could very well just be mind games as well. Yeah, we we have to, I guess, think of that possibility. But I'll stick to it. I don't think he plays, but he very well could just be like, oh, he's not going to play. And then they roll him out during warmups and then he goes off for 150 yards. Just not really. It's it's the same thing with with Saban and Bryce Young. He's not going to say a single thing until the first possession. Something to monitor. Stan Ramil, uh, very much aware of Michigan State being bad at football this year. Um, and we talked about it where like Lucas Simmons, we didn't 100% close the door on. We'll see how Florida State season ends because uh, Tennessee still has that open offensive tackle spot. Um, we don't know really know what Bison Lang is. Uh, it seems like most people think he's a guard. So that that spot would still be pretty much open across. Um, uh, why am I blanking on the kid from Georgia? Why, why am I blanking Sham. on the Sham, yeah. Uh, Sham, I forgot his name for a second. Um, But it is curious, like, when you look at the Carnell-Tate aspect of all of this, too, who they're getting back involved there. So they clearly haven't stopped with some of the prospects that they they were close to. Um, Haven't heard anything on Francis uh, with Miami struggles, but who knows? Maybe that's someone they get in uh, conversations with again. Ryan, do you think it's real that Carnell-Tate could flip uh, back to Tennessee uh, this fall? And do you think he's there on Saturday? Do you think they are able to get him into, into Neyland? Yeah, I mean, I have zero insight on whether he's going to be yeah. there. Uh, it sounds like that's the plan, so I'll, I'll go if I think he's going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they flip him in the fall. I do think they have a chance to flip him if they get him on campus because it's the only place he's visited since he committed, or besides Ohio State, since he committed to Ohio State back in the summer. And it's always been a Tennessee-Ohio State battle for a really long time. And obviously he has a good relationship with Nico and unlike uh, Ramil and some of those teams that that they're struggling, that's not the case with Ohio state. So I think that kind of shows how legitimate the interest is that he Tennessee's done enough for him to still, to still be involved in his recruitment. So I don't think that one, if they get him on campus, I think that gives Tennessee a, a puncher's chance. Um, and I, I guess I wouldn't say that they're going to get him or anything if, if that's the case, but, I don't think it's just a visit for the sake of a visit like you often see uh, sometime with committed guys. I think that ex- that shows and expresses some uh, real interest that he still has in Tennessee. And Tennessee, you know, it's probably been more of what they've been able to do on the field that's impressed them and shown that, yeah, you can come here and play uh, for SEC championships and play in, in really big football games. 
especially all the DBs who are coming. Like, just hey, look, you can play right away next year. Here you go. Like, this is uh, this is your opportunity, Sylvester. Like, you're really going to be working over there. Jermaine over there, you could be guarding him. <laughs> yeah, like that's you right now. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, like you're winning games and you're like, hey, we, we're weak here. You're all starting uh, next year. Like a whole new group. Only freshmen uh, in the, the Tennessee uh, lineup next year. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see how the recruiting unfolds. I wonder with Devin Hobbs, he's probably the one I have my eyes on the most, like just stacking the defensive line and that five-star kid. If you're able to get him uh this is just such a big game because it's down to basically alabama and tennessee so how this looks for him and uh all that good stuff is gonna be huge boo carter which is a great name excited to see him uh, more and more and see if he ends up choosing the balls for the chattanooga kid but um we'll see how this weekend goes bunch of talent in the building it's just fun it adds the excitement just to have this uh many guys the last thing i'll say on this game before our predictions, Aaron Beasley needs to start. I don't know what we're still doing with the Juwan Mitchell uh, experiment, but he's been bad uh, to this point. Uh, the numbers bear that out. He's been one of uh, Tennessee's poor, uh, most poorly graded uh, players on defense uh, the last couple weeks on PFF. And if you watch the games, you're like, yeah, Juwan's just slow. And it's just Beasley's a tackling machine. And uh, I just feel better about Aaron Beasley in this game. I hope the Juwan Mitchell experiment, I understand they're rotating a little bit, but Aaron Beasley should not have lost his job to John Mitchell, and we need to uh, recognize that and make that adjustment. Uh, do you agree? It's, it's yeah. Hard when, I, I was yeah, going to say, I'll just I'll keep mine brief. It's really hard when you're not playing the first couple games of the season, and may I add a pretty decent amount of the games last season as well. I mean, yeah. they're they're asking him to do a lot of things that Aaron Beasley was already doing. I think I wouldn't say he's been terrible based on that. He hasn't been great by any means, but. Uh, I mean, given the fact he hasn't played any football games at the University of Tennessee, it's it's pretty difficult to ask him to do that. That's my one question mark. Is like Beasley has played perfectly fine. Uh, Ryan, take it Beasley's maybe the best linebacker. I think he's been better <laughs> yeah. than Banks this year. Yeah, yeah I, I think I he understand. is. And it doesn't bother me that John Mitchell starts because Aaron Beasley is in the game on the first drive mm-hmm. every single game. But you're right. I mean, Aaron Beasley needs to be playing the majority of the snaps and it needs to be a clear, you know, Jeremy Banks, Aaron Beasley playing the most snaps, Juwan yes. Mitchell being third and then, you know, probably a couple snaps for someone page the third too. So I'm with you there. One other note I was going to have when you mentioned Boo Carter, I don't know if there's been some coordination, but uh, Tennessee deserves a real, Tennessee needs to give a real shout out to TWSAA for uh, mm. Boo Carter plays in Knoxville twice, uh, Friday night, yeah. uh, this Friday That's night for the Alabama game. And again, in two weeks, uh, before the Kentucky game. I don't know mm. if Carter will be at the Kentucky game as well, but TWSAA has given him some real good opportunities just to <laughs> come in in Knoxville to play a high school game on Friday night then stick around the next day to watch the ball. So nice break for Tennessee the way uh, that's that's worked out twice now. There you go. And also just the Jordan Matthews blowout uh, in front of it. Yeah. Like, that was really nice. I think his family's pretty pretty content. I like if folks were worried about him flipping LSU and staying home at the end of the year. Uh, that doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Um, also, yeah, one, one more on the recruiting front to Marion Parker. I just saw, mm. a, a, I think like an hour ago, he, he put out his final four or five. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think that's really interesting because I believe he just said that he was coming to the Tennessee game. Uh, he is. Yeah. yeah but, he's on the- I, I find that I, I'm not saying that's going anywhere, but I do think it's pretty interesting that he happens to set his commitment date. I believe it's October 21st, right, right before the, the Alabama game, but I have, I have no insider information on that whatsoever. I just, I don't know. I think it's a little interesting, something to monitor for sure going forward. 
all things coming up Tennessee uh it's time for our actual picks for how this game goes Ryan you're in the crimson red it's time for you to turn your back on the University of Tennessee that you are you are dying to do come on Ryan we know why you actually wore the crimson red <laughs> get, get, the your get the elf <laughs> feed me your booze <laughs> Yeah, right, no, do it. I'm, I'm picking Alabama. Alabama. I knew you were. I knew you were going to do it. That's uh, that's my prediction. It's a lot of score. Thirty-four twenty-seven, and this mm. is a going off Bryce Young playing. I, for what it's worth, if Bryce Young doesn't play, I do think Tennessee wins. Um, but I think he will play, and I'll give Alabama. I'll give Alabama a nod. But you know, I do think this is a game that's going to go deep into the fourth quarter, um, and certainly that has not been the case too often. So should be a lot of fun. Should be really exciting. Hmm. Ethan, what about you? I do weekly project, uh, projections on, on SDS for Tennessee and then one other uh, SEC slash Big Ten game uh, uh, per year, per, per week anyway. And this is the first week I picked Tennessee to lose. I think it's oh. going to be really close. I'm very similar to Ryan. I think I'm just not sure if Bryce Young plays, I'm just not sure they're going to be able to do anything on defense to stop him. I, I think he's he's kind of going to torch the secondary a little bit. I do think it's going to be very close. I think I, almost exactly what Ryan said. I think it's going to go into the fourth quarter. I think it's just going to be too much. I'm going to say Alabama 35 to 31. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. No. I'm not having this. No. The loss for Tennessee is not coming until Athens. That's that first loss. That's where it's coming. It's not coming here. This is, everyone is so afraid to just pick against the beat up Alabama Crimson Tide coming to Knoxville. Not like, so many people have picked Tennessee this week. Yeah. The people, the media has given Nick Saban and the Alabama football team way too much. That's enough from Ryan. No, here is what's actually <laughs> happening. The, the, Ryan with his nonsense. It's great to have the mute button here because he was just going into some nonsense about like everyone's picking Tennessee. Everyone's picking. He's 100% correct. All right, there goes Ethan. Bam. Both gone. Out. Mute. Mute. Done. No. So what is happening all week long is everyone's like, oh, Alabama. They just Alabama this, Alabama that. They're going to roll. Because have you have you heard about the roll tide roll? They're gonna roll into Knoxville and roll through the Vols. That the Vols aren't ready for big time. That Alabama is going to win this football game and win it with ease. Like that's all we're hearing from national pundits, like Joel Klatt, Josh Pate, who you name it. They're all all in on the Alabama Crimson Tide going into this game. Not me, not me. I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say not only does Tennessee win this game and beat up this beat up. Bryce Young team, they win big. I think 41-24, Tennessee wins this football game. I think Tennessee wins. They're, they keep up the 40-point streak. I think they torch this Alabama defense. They get big plays. Bama's going to send the house. They're going to send their guys, and they're going to get beat over the top. And we saw it with Javante Payton last year. We saw it with Cedric Tillman. No Cedric Tillman. It's a better team. They're going to get after Bryce. They're going to hit Bryce. Byron Young's going to get him. We're going to see Jalen Milrow. We're going to see Ty Simpson. We're going to see the whole collection that Saban throws out at Josh Heupel. And it won't be enough because the Vols win big and the Vols move on. Bold prediction. Not only do I have Tennessee winning, I have Tennessee winning big. And uh, it's unfortunate that the national media folks have all written Tennessee off ahead of this game in Knoxville. But not me. 
Couldn't be me. You're doing Josh Heibel's work for him, telling him about yeah. telling the team how no one believes in him. <laughs> Nobody no one believes believe in him. him. No one believes in Tennessee, the number six team in the country. No one believes in him. It's bulletin board. Rat poison. Rat, Rat poison. poison. Rat poison. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Shepard, what can the good folks check out from you over at Rocky Top Insider this week? Yeah, plenty of stuff uh, previewing the game. Talk to Wilson Al- not Wilson Alexander. He was the LSU guy. Talked to Nick Kelly of the Tuscaloosa News earlier this week. Uh, he gave us a, a good breakdown and then uh, have our predictions today, which you just heard mine, but you can see Rick Butler's uh, three keys to the game, which we hit on some of that stuff today as well. So plenty of stuff getting you ready for Alabama. And then uh, next week, a uh, little bit less week, a little bit less football action with UT Martin. We'll still have tons of stuff on that, but also SEC basketball media days, I'll be down there in Birmingham. So plenty of stuff as we kind of start to get into the uh, overlap of, of basketball and football. There you go. Ethan, what about you over at Saturday on South? Cannot wait for basketball season. I'll say that much. But mm. we'll have we'll full full coverage as always. Obviously, of all fourteen SEC schools, some Big Ten as well on the Big Ten side of things. Saturday tradition. I work at three thirty, right as right as the game starts. So I'll be fully covering uh, Tennessee, Alabama. They'll probably chuck me on that, and obviously throughout the night and until the late early hours in the morning covering SEC football. So go check it out there Saturday down south. And uh, yeah, there you go uh ryan ethan thank you as always for the time and uh, i will talk to y'all both next week sounds great balls by 90